You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Dirt Radio, Organic, Friends of the Earth, Activism, Underground, Political Action, Necessary, Wind Farms, Indigenous Struggles, Land Rights, Anti-Nuclear, Nanotechnology, Climate Change, Coal Barons, Mining Magnates, Activists, Educating, Communities, Transforming, Communities, Mobilising a Sustainable Planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth, Friends of the Earth, Friends of the Earth, Dirt Radio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Dirt Radio, Friends of the Earth show on 3CR. Megan with you this morning and I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land. 3CR is broadcasting from Wurundjeri country via 855am and uh, pay respects to elders right across these great lands um, because you could be listening from anywhere via 3cr.org.au slash streaming. Today on the show, we will be catching up with Lee Eubank and Anna Langford from the Act On Climate Collective. It's been a little while since we've heard from Act On Climate and there has been plenty going on behind the scenes uh, and online publicly. There's lots of talk about the emissions reductions target and there's a people's climate strategy underway. That's all coming up after this community service announcement. Isolated? Quarantined? Need some essentials but can't leave the house? Or just having a hard time dealing with everything at the moment? Queer Aid NAM is a new mutual aid group of organised volunteers. We're here, we're queer, and we've got your back. Whether or not that's how you identify, nobody should be suffering because capitalism or the state didn't provide what they needed. That's why we're working to strengthen our communities through solidarity. Put in a request for help and we'll match you with a volunteer in your area who can either pick up groceries or other essentials for you, help you run errands, cook meals for you, or check in with how you're going. If you or someone you know is having a hard time, or if you want to join the volunteer list, find us on QueerAidMelbourne.org or search for us via Facebook, COVID-19 Queer Aid Nam Melbourne. So tell your family and your friends, and don't forget your neighbours. That's QueerAidMelbourne.org, a 3CR supporter. You're on Dirt Radio with Megan Williams today, and we're talking about state-based climate action with Friends of the Earth, with the Friends of the Earth Act on Climate Collective. Joining me remotely are our climate campaigners, Anna Langford and Lee Eubank. A big warm welcome back to Dirt Radio. Thanks, Megan. Has been a while. Um, How are you going? Yeah, going good. Um, Feeling really good after we had our little online ISO gig. Um, It was really nice to actually just see some live music again um, as a fundraiser for the Act on Climate Collective. And just, yeah, to see everybody's faces, even though it was over Zoom, bit of a circuit breaker <laughs> in the weeks of ISO. Mm. Yeah, tell me a bit more about that. Who was playing? Um, we had 
quite a few artists on the lineup. Um, I'm, I might have to actually get the poster up again because there were so many. But um, we had like a really cool mix of soul and bit of jazz and bit of rock and even some Irish folk music that two of my friends played who play like trad Irish tunes, usually at the pub, of course, but this time it was just them and their fiddles on Zoom um, in the like upstairs loft at their house. (laughs) Sounds like fun. That sounds great. And um, is there any way that people can catch that for a uh, second round if, uh, if they missed it? Um, this one was actually just like on a Zoom call. We didn't um, live broadcast it because, yeah, it was um, for a fundraiser. But for like y- you can catch the music of any of the artists like on their own platforms and, you know, it's really cool to go through their own platforms and support the local artists, um, especially in these times. So Excellent. It's a, a one-night-only sort of gig that's, you know, takes us takes me back takes me back (laughs) and uh, it has been a pretty hectic year and it's also been quite a while since we've heard from you on dirt radio um so before we get stuck in how are you doing lee yeah look at you're right it has been such a busy year for climate campaigning um you know we've been campaigning on pretty difficult terrain you know i don't think anyone was expecting that um that we'd be um, confronted by a global pandemic and that we would be in lockdown. Um, and, you know, that has actually had pretty big implications for state climate policy and, you know, even just the way that we do our grassroots campaigning. Yeah, absolutely. And some of our listeners might remember back to the push for the emissions reductions targets where we all got together and made a big human sign back in February. But for those of us with pre-COVID amnesia, can you remind us what the push for uh, less than 1.5 was about? Sure can, Megan. Um, So in 2017, the Andrews government actually strengthened the state's climate change laws And as a result of that strengthening uh, in Victoria, the government is required to set stepping stone emissions reduction targets for the state every five years. So, you know, we were expecting the government to make its decision on the level of ambition that we would take as a state uh, by March 31 this year. So, you know... uh, between February and March, this was kind of the high point of our campaign. And we've been calling for the government to set science-based emissions targets that help keep global warming below 1.5 degrees. And that is the kind of critical threshold that scientists are telling us that if we move beyond which, uh, we, will be, we will be faced with quite dire consequences um, from intensifying bushfires to, you know, accelerating sea level rise. So yeah, at the start of the year, we had some iconic human signs where we formed uh, below 1.5 degrees, just to really cement it in the mind of politicians that that is the key litmus test for their their targets. And, um, you know, shortly thereafter, we had the the first wave of coronavirus and, um, and lockdowns. And Unfortunately, as a result of the pandemic, we found out only in in late July that 
the Andrews government have actually deferred making a decision on the targets. So we do live to fight another day. Uh, the campaign for, for ambition continues. And, um, you know, under these circumstances, we're going to have to be very creative to influence the government's thinking. Um, but the good thing is that, you know, we haven't seen a poor announcement um, occur under the kind of cover of COVID-19. Mm. And it wouldn't be the only thing that governments are trying to sneak through under that COVID-19. So I suppose you're right, in some ways, no news is good news on that front. But can you tell us a bit more about the decision to delay the targets and where the campaign is at in terms of getting um, getting targets announced? Yeah, sure can, Megan. So, um, you know, we, we believe that what happened is that the, uh, the, the cabinet meeting uh, that the Andrews government would have made its decision on the targets, it was just dominated by the escalation in the pandemic in March. So that is kind of the reason given to the community about why the government haven't set the targets. Um, they have stated that they are committed to delivering the targets. Um, the minister... Lily D'Ambrosio has said that, you know, the state will uh, be on track to meet its commitment to zero net emissions by 2050. And in a little bit of positive news, last week we did see the Andrews government announce uh, the second round of the Victorian renewable energy target. So the government will be repowering every hospital, every school and the Melbourne Metro trains with renewable energy. And I think from our point of view, that does actually reaffirm the government's commitment to climate action. Um, in terms of when the targets will be announced, um, in a statement that we have released publicly uh, and put to the government, we're calling for, da for Dan Andrews, the Premier and the Minister, to make a decision and to announce that before the end of the parliamentary sitting year. So, you know, it's our expectation that for them to really show a, a true commitment to climate action, we need them to make that decision by December three. Mm. And I have I have liked watching the uh, the countdown for the announcements over this year. You know, you've always had this kind of running tally of how many days there are for uh, targets to be announced. Do we know how many sitting days they have now to to announce it before the end of the year? Yeah, look, not many. Um, you know, there's probably only a dozen or so sitting days left in the calendar. Um, and there, there's also a budget to deliver. So, you know, the clock is ticking for the government. And, um, you know, if they're to actually live up to, to the law that they strengthened, they really do need to get a wriggle on. And, um, you know, with the Morrison government sitting on its hands at the federal level, the community is looking to Victoria to show greater leadership. And what would uh, an announcement, you know, an announcement that we would celebrate, what would that look like? Yeah, that's a really good question, Megan. Um, so what we've, what we've identified is, you know, to really, uh, you know, make a contribution to the global effort to keep emissions below 1.5 we do need to see emissions cuts of up to 75% below 2005 levels by the end of the decade. And um, in a little bit of positive news, 
the European Union, um, they have actually, well, they're on the cusp of increasing their 2030 emissions reduction target uh, from 40% to 60%. So we know that, you know, proactive uh, governments that are looking to take action on climate, they are in the business of increasing ambition. And we also think that, you know, with the New South Wales government committed to, you know, 30% by 2030, you know, we really want Dan Andrews to double that level of ambition and, and, and be a true national leader when it comes to climate. Great. And, and I might just bring you in there because you've been working with people from around the state to develop a strategy. Um, to, is that to inform the ERTs or is that kind of looking, looking further forward? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so just for context, because I think the last time Lee and I did talk on Dirt Radio was um, before we started this new project, Um, under the same Climate Act that the Andrews government legislated um, that requires it to set these emissions reduction targets, they are also required to write a climate strategy for the state every five years. And that climate strategy is supposed to look at how every economic sector and region in the state can cut emissions as soon as possible. And I think that actually with the delay of the emissions reduction targets um, with them meant to be set in March, but now, uh, you know, pushed back until, well, we're calling for by the end of the year, um, it's kind of, it means that there are these like three really interesting things coinciding time-wise as we come to the end of the year, which are the emissions reduction targets still to be set, um, the climate strategy that they have to write, and also now the economic recovery plan, which uh, will be, you know, kicked off with this year's delayed budget in October, but will be an ongoing thing. Um, And so all of these, these three things, they're all really to do with charting Victoria's economic path um, for the next decade at least um, in the kind of planning that they require. And, yeah, uh, because the emissions reduction targets still haven't been set, um, it means that, like, how much ambition our state has when it comes to cutting emissions will be really directly tied to our economic recovery now um, in a lot of ways. And basically, this climate strategy that they have to write is due um, officially in the Act by October 31st. With the pandemic, of course, it's looking like that date will be um, extended, which is, yeah, really totally to be expected. But basically, um, a few months ago, knowing that this date was coming up, what we thought was, well, you know, Uh, The government have totally got their hands full with the pandemic, um, which is really taking centre stage um, in the urgency of response that it was requiring and still is in an ongoing way. And so we figured that with this climate strategy, um, instead of like focusing all of our attention on lobbying the, the government to write a good strategy, we decided to turn the tables a bit and say, well, why don't we write it ourselves and write a people's climate strategy for Victoria that we can then present to the Andrews government before the due date of the official strategy and basically say, 
you know, we've done your homework for you. Now you can use this to inform the strategy. And so that's what we've been working on since um, June this year. Yeah, so that sounds really exciting. Who who are the people that you're working with to develop this? Um, so we're working with like, well, basically the idea is that we want it to be something that any kind of Victorian community, um, whether that community is like geographic or cultural or other interest-based um, can be involved with and like can become relevant to them because, of course, climate change will impact every community differently and like no one knows a community better than the people in it and, um, you know, so we, we want to really use it as a process to draw up grassroots community knowledge on both the climate impacts um, that people are worried about in their communities um, that are often already hitting communities such as bushfires and um, sea level rise and the coastal erosion that comes with that. But also on a positive note to talk about the climate solutions that those communities want to see. And so, of course, because of the restrictions of the pandemic, it has made the kind of work that we would usually be doing um, with like, you know, the, the kind of outreach that it would involve uh, impossible in the, in the old sense where we would literally just jump in the car and um, head out all over the state to connect with people. So um, instead we've been like sort of communicating through our Friends of the Earth networks that we already have established across the state um, from our campaigns such as the Gasfield Free Victoria and the campaign for a renewable energy target and, like, both of those campaigns involved rural and regional communities across Victoria as well as uh, city-based ones um, in Melbourne. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool that we already have a lot of those established networks. And we have a lot of different community members involved um, in putting the strategy together, including frontline nurses and teachers and musicians and um, and farmers and yeah, a whole host of people, which is really exciting. Yeah, and what are the kinds of solutions and ideas that you're coming up with? Well, at the moment, uh, we're in the middle of our focus on talking about climate solutions after we had a month's focus on climate impacts that people were worried about wherever they lived in Victoria. And so we are still to, well, we're yet to release our more sort of comprehensive climate solutions survey that we want to kind of further draw out those ideas from people. But what we've had going um, at the moment for the last month or so is this online action that people can take where they submit a COVID safe selfie if they want, like with their mask on. Um, and then in 30 words or less, their idea for action for uh, climate action in Victoria. And that can be like really locally focused where they live or on a bigger scale. And so with that kind of, yeah, allowance for real diversity of ideas, uh, we've just seen a really great host of ideas and um, inspiration from supporting farmers to transition to like uh, practicing regenerative agriculture to like powering the regional 
transport networks such as the train uh, V-line net- network with renewable energy, um, building off of the amazing announcement last week that the metro trains will now be powered with renewables. Um, and, yeah, really, like, ideas spanning across kind of every sector um, and area of the state, which is which is great. It shows that there are there is such a diversity of ideas beyond just the kind of go-to like renewable energy um, thinking. Yeah. Great. And we're actually just about out of time here, but one of my favourite silver linings of this very strange time has been the proliferation of incredible online discussions. You know, what's been your favourite online events uh, that you've seen popping up and, you know, like can you can you recommend any discussions for people who are at home and want to connect with issues um, but don't know where to do that. Yeah, look, I'll do a um, I'll do a little bit of a little bit of a plug for an Act on Climate event that we had recently. So um, back in um, back in uh, August, we had a, a People's Climate Strategy online forum about the energy sector and. We're, we're starting to really shift the conversation. Um, so, you know, when people think about climate solutions, typically it's, oh, you know, let's go 100% renewable. But what we're doing now is actually broadening the conversation from that, uh, n- you know, narrow focus on energy. And we're starting to look at what can be done in other sectors of the economy, such as transport, which is the second largest contributor of greenhouse gas emissions and the fastest growing source of emissions in the state. And we're starting to look at climate impacts. So, um, yeah, I think this forum was really good. It's available on our Facebook page. And we have Dylan McConnell, uh, one of the leading energy economists in the country, Taryn Lane from Hepburn Wind and a champion of community energy. We had Colin Long from the Victorian Trades Hall and also a representative from the offshore wind energy sector. And, yeah, it was just really interesting to get their views on what are the things that we can do to quickly rein in emissions, but also what are the climate impacts that we need to be mindful of that will affect the energy sector. So, yeah, I definitely see that as um, expanding the debate, and we're about to do it again uh, next week, uh, well, this week, sorry, with a... um, a, a transport forum that will be online on Thursday, and we'd love to see 3CR and Dirt Radio listeners in attendance. Great. Um, and just finally, anyone that's been inspired by the work that the Act on Climate has been getting up to lately, how can they how can they support the work, and how can they get involved, Anna? Um, well, yeah, as Lee said, uh, we do actually have our next People's Climate Strategy online forum coming up in just a couple of days' time on Thursday, September 17 in the evening from 6 till 7.30. Uh, and that will be broadcast onto Facebook Live as well for people that can't make it on the night. Um, but that will be another fantastic community gathering um, online to hear about how we can uh, yeah, like expand the conversation beyond energy, as Lee was saying, to our other economic sectors and how they can cut emissions. Otherwise, we still have our two 
main actions as part of the climate strategy that are going online at the moment, which is our climate impacts survey that people can take to tell us about the impacts that they're noticing where they live um, and also the climate solutions online action. And if you're keen for more um, and to get involved with how we, you know, really plan all of this stuff um, behind the scenes, then you're welcome to join us on Zoom at our Monday night meetings from 6 till 7.30, um, which are, yeah, every Monday night. And doesn't matter if you can't make it every week, but if you just want to come along and say hi, we'd love to meet you. And it's a good chance while we are doing it on Zoom um, to join from wherever you are around the state. Um, we'd love to meet you. Great. Well, thank you both so much for joining us on Dirt Radio. Thanks for having us, Megan. Thanks, Megan. We'll be back right after this. Friends of the Earth Food Co-op is open. Get fresh produce and support local farmers and keep our grassroots community thriving through these unusual times. Organic veggie boxes and click and collect now available. Visit www.foefood.org slash click collect to place your orders. Or pop in store at 312 Smith Street and see how we're adapting with our new physical distancing layout. Shop organic and buy local. Made easy at Friends of the Earth. A proud 3CR supporter. You're back on Dirt Radio on 3CR. We've been talking about the developments of the emissions reductions targets in Victoria and the People's Climate Strategy with Lee Eubank and Anna Langford from Act on Climate. Of course, if you missed it or you want to listen back on the conversation, you can do that at 3cr.org.au slash dirtradio. A reminder that the Friends of the Earth Food Corp is still open Monday to Saturday at the moment. We've got our COVID safe plan in action. So drop in, support local growers and get all your organics and bulk foods at the Friends of the Earth Food Co-op. You can also go to www.fofood.org to place an order online and organize click and collect. And coming up at Friends of the Earth this week, as Lee and Anna mentioned, is the Forum for Vic Climate Solutions in the Transport Sector. So jump on to the Friends of the Earth Melbourne page, be that Facebook or website or the Act on Climate one as well, and you can get all the details there. It's coming up on Thursday at 6 p.m. And then coming up the following week, we have what's next for Victoria's koalas. Long-term campaigner Anthony Amos has conducted citizen science and is working hard to protect the Strzelecki koalas, which are the last endemic population in Victoria and South Australia. So it was coming up on September 24 at 7pm and once again jump online to find all the details and register so that you can hear from both campaigners and scientists about this very important cause. 
And that's just about it for another episode of Dirt Radio. Thanks for tuning in once again. And big thanks to my guests, Lee and Anna. Taking us out today is Beck Stevens with 10 Minute Drive. We'll see you next time. Ten minute drive
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.